Welcome back to the latter side of everything. Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy, happy, happy New Year's. You know, if you follow this podcast as a blog, you can follow the RSS feed. That is the letters out of everything on Stitcher Radio, FeedBurner, and iTunes. If you want to find out where that blog is, that would be thelightcomedy.blogspot.ca and thelightcomedy.wordpress.com for any all old episodes. That would be thelightcomedy at archive.org. Yeah. So, this is the new New Year's, but first let me give a short description of why I find <laughs> the old New Year's way so weird. Well, resolutions, I always think it's it's a interesting thing. I've said this time and time again. I think if you're going to just do something, just do it. Don't, like, I mean, maybe set yourself a date or whatever, but... Like a a new year, fresh face, a new me. Like, I would be interested to see the stats to say how many people actually follow through with them now versus if they did them June or September, October, (laughs) December. Um, Who knows? I think there was even an old Friends episode, now that I think about it, where, like, which one of them could stick to their New Year's resolution the longest. I'm sure there's lots of TV shows that, like, beat on a dead horse about this thing, but it's just one of those things I just don't understand, and it's always been largely a burden for me as a gym-goer, where I want to be like, just get out of my way. (laughs) The the best month at the gym, probably December, because everyone is, I, I go to a uh, university gym because um, it's the closest one here and well and they give me the best deal but yeah I go there and so you got to factor in that most of the kids leave for December that um, a lot of people aren't working out because they're back home visiting family so December is by far the best month to go to the gym um, yeah and then January by far the worst especially the first two weeks because everyone's got their New Year's resolution, hit the hit the gym, I want to buy a membership, start of the year. And then, of course, it always fades off at about mm, February. And, you know, it's one of those things, like, I don't think of it as depressing. I would like to help everyone succeed in their goals. And so to do that, don't think of it as a New Year's resolution. (laughs) Because then if you don't do it, then you're like, well, it's just another New Year's resolution and nobody follows them. So just set a resolution. Don't put a time on it. Just do it. (laughs) But again, to each his own. If it works for you, please share a story. And maybe you have one that works every year. Maybe that's completely foreign to me. Um, Yeah. Come on the pod and talk about it. So, getting into why it's called the new New Year's requires you to know what my old New Year's was. Well, I've done it all. (laughs) I mean, I've never traveled abroad for New Year's, but, you know, close to it in a sense. Um, (laughs) I've I've, uh, drank enough on New Year's when I was younger to think I was abroad, but and in both senses of uh, the meaning. Um, yeah, I mean, I've gone out, I've 
been on a house party, I've stayed home, I've, I've had a few close friends, I've done a huge party, done it all. Um, it was one of those things, like it never, never ever meant anything to me. It was always one of those things, like I went out because everyone else wanted to. And I've I've talked about this before, about uh, things like St. Patrick's Day, and it's just an excuse here in North America for people to get drunk and all that. But it's um hmm, how would i phrase new year's like it, it is a significant time and it's an accomplishment of another year uh but it's you know relating quoting the pod father again mr adam corolla when you celebrate a year it's like well what a, we'll celebrate accomplishments that's why you should have like accomplishment day another year is like yay we're alive the only one to me that seemed super valid was uh, the celebration of 2013, because we lived through the apocalypse, or <laughs> the end of the Mayan calendar. Um, yeah, thinking about that for a quick second, I honestly see things like, man, obviously it's not real, but if it is real, how funny would that be? Because that's when I graduate university, and I knew ahead of time, like, oh, I'm going to graduate in 2012, and I'll actually get my degree in, like, you know, I graduate in the summer, wrote my thesis, and then... Uh, actually physically got handed my degree in November. And I was like, great. So I get one month with a degree before the world ends. Great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to the New Year's thing. Um, I, always, yeah, I always celebrated it because it's what other people wanted. I never really felt it. I mean, Christmas, like, it's a little different. It's goodwill towards all men and all that jazz. And I've already, you know, already talked about that in previous episodes. So this one... I understand it, and I try and join in other people's joy, but it's just, to me, it's another time to be drink and be merry, and uh, I don't mean that in just another, like, New Year's person, or, like, oh, it's the holidays, like, I like to drink and have fun, like, I've always made a rule of never drinking when I'm upset, um, mad, or anything like that, and I always do it to feel better, or to feel, like, relaxed, or things like that, right? So... When I say that, like the same is true for New Year's, that I've only ever drank then to have a good time, and you know sometimes maybe the hype is a little bit more, sometimes it's a little bit less than just any other Saturday or any other holiday that you're drinking on. Um, now, I think you'd be hard pressed to talk about New Year's. Let's let's just be honest about this up front, without any type of alcohol. Like it's so um, inundated with it just the the champagne and the bubbly as they say and just yeah different types of uh drinking and uh well alcoholism <laughs> um so a few stories to give the the precedent first so probably my most famous bar story went out to this club that no longer exists uh i'm sure there's the, a thousand of the, this club name across uh well probably the world um maybe not in britain but if there is, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, called The Whiskey. Went there with Andrew, who had been on the podcast a long time ago, and my old roommate, Fernando. Now, it'd be really funny if he actually listened to this podcast, because <laughs> he is, I have no idea where in the world. Um, we were roommates, and then I think he went back to Mexico, where he was from, um, after his girlfriend lied to him about being a former slash current, I'm not sure what they were, uh, girlfriend lied to him about being pregnant and then said she just lied to him about that so he would come home because she missed him. Um, yeah, it's so, maybe he's in Mexico. <laughs> Anyways, 
And we go to this party, and it starts off by, obviously, you've got to buy the tickets ahead of time. I don't know. I would like to speak to partygoers, not just 10 years ago, but 20 years ago, to see, like, did bars do this? Like, my mom, like, has lived out in the country for way too long um, for me to ask this this to her or anyone. Uh, maybe my aunt. Yeah, maybe someone like that. But it'd be nice to pick, pick their brain about, like, what did bars, and, and I don't mean clubs, because clubs always charge cover. Uh, so for this one, like, I remember it was, oh, man, like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. This would have been my third, yeah, third year, or second last year of school, whatever year that was. Um the reason that's important is to give you the price timeline. So that probably would have been 2011 to 2012. New Year's uh, turnover, I guess you'd say. Uh, the tickets were like between 20 and $25 each. So, you know, it, it gives you the... It gives you the time frame for how much things would have cost. So at this club, like, I don't know, cover maybe, maybe 10 bucks originally. So the jump is not that significant right when you think about it because yeah it's 15 bucks but it's it's not zero to 25 but you know there's these uh bars and i really, really like going to and now my my girlfriend she really likes going to some of them too um some of the same ones it's just nice to go to and like they're ones where you can go and um they're fun at any time of the day if you go on a friday night or you go on a sunday morning um and they charge cover on new year's i understand it's one of those things like they might argue and i'm sure if someone that listens to this works in the bar industry you might argue that well they they need to to regulate intake blah 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 um it's more capitalizing on an opportunity which makes sense to me i suppose and you know there's all those other reasons for it i don't really think you're going to get new year's where um, the claim of why cover exists, I've heard before that, <laughs> that it's the cover if someone doesn't have a drink. Well, in that case, on New Year's, drinks must cost $25. <laughs> but, but getting back to it, <laughs> so I remember buying the tickets and I bought them through like an event company. And that's, that's how, like, couldn't buy them from the actual bar club itself. You got to go on this event company and, uh, I was about to say what one I thought it was, but then I'm like, no, I think that's actually the one I use. <laughs> we use with our charity, so I don't want to say it's that <laughs> and misappropriate them. Um, but yeah, I bought them, and I was like, all right, here we go. And, and it was even going into buying them. I was like, yeah, I'll buy them. These guys will pay me back. It's one of those things like you just we, I had to do once. I never really had the urge to go out, but it's the same thing with a Halloween pub crawl. Um, not a big like bar crawl like party bus guy um like it's fun and it, it was you know it was good going with a bunch of people and like everyone from res when i lived back there but mm, thing is that like it, it's just <laughs> too much alcohol you start too early in the day and you're party pooped by, by like seven or eight o'clock um so but you got to do it i think you got to experience it. I don't think you can go and say you don't like doing something if you've never done it. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I totally understand the appeal. Some people love them. Uh, I personally probably never do another one in my life. So, New Year's, um, yeah, well, I won't jump on to the end of the story. But 
So we went and we went to this bar, and I'll never forget this. It was this bar called Bottle Screw Bills, and um, it was funny that we went to a bar before a bar, and this bar was like relatively not busy considering it was New Year's, but it's not like a very happening bar, kind of a small town bar in a big city. Um, yeah, we went there, and I'll never forget we got we got mussels. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe they're on a special or something, but we're just, I was like, oh, what do you guys want? We didn't want anything really filling. We didn't really want bloated. We wanted food, and we just got like three trays of mussels. <laughs> or maybe two. I don't know. Maybe seven. Who knows? Um, and we just went downtown, and we figured, because getting a cab downtown at like closer to bar time, would have been crazy, so yeah, we cabbed down early, went to another bar, casually had a few drinks, um, yeah, you know, it was a money-spending affair, but we're all kind of ready for it, and uh, me, Andrew, and Fernando, and the part of the story I'll never forget is that Fernando just got, like, weirdly angry, I don't know, we don't know why either, and it was one of those uh, times where, you know, sometimes when you've had too much to drink, you go and you, you sleep a bit, you sleep it off and it, it soaks in and you're, you're fine. Like whether you were angry drunk or stomach drunk before you were head drunk, you know, it, it levels out by uh, alcohol absorption over time sort of thing. Like you calm down whatever way you need to. Well, this is true with him. I've never seen necessarily this one before, but he was just like super, super drunk. And it was weird because we had a few drinks in res, and then we went out to this place, and we were probably, um, I don't know, probably like four or five drinks in. But again, at this point, we're not, we're not slamming them. And uh, Fernando's twenty five at this time, um, and I was twenty one, twenty one, I think. Um, yeah, and so we're not totally into the whole going crazy at this point. Um, mainly because, you know, by that point, drinking for a few years in university, you're kind of like, you know how to pace yourself, especially Fernando, right? Being 25, this guy already had his master's, his degree and his master's, and he was doing like a special specialty pro program at school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you kind of know it. And so, again, I just want to emphasize that we weren't slamming them. We weren't going crazy. And... He just went into this weird comatose drunk where he just was like sitting there. <laughs> the waitress came up and was like, "What well, can I get you, sugar? I, I don't know. In all my stories about waitresses, I just like them to be old and uh, dinery. Working, like, yep, couple, couple eggs and toast coming up. <laughs> and yeah, but she came up and was like, what can I get you? And he just like stared at her, like death stared at her, like just. Didn't say anything. Was just like doing the squinty eyes at her, intensely staring. We're like, Fernando, and as Andrew called him, Fern Gully. It's a good nickname. And she's like, uh, we're like, I uh, he'll get a beer. Yeah, just come back, back. And so he just stared, and then he just was staring like where the waitress was for another like two minutes, and we're like, did he just? die like did you have a stroke like, what is going on like and he wasn't saying anything and then uh, they she brought our beer and she he was still just staring at the same position now of course where she had to come was back there to the same spot so he was still staring there and then he just as soon as she was there he just like 
I have to go to the bathroom. And he just got up and went to the bathroom. We're like, oh, okay. And we're like, sorry, he's not normally like this. We don't really know. And she's like, yeah, is he okay? And I'm like, yeah. And talked to her. And then he came back and he was just start telling a story about how funny it was that he and I had did something a couple months ago. And and we're both just staring at him. We're like, you don't remember the last few minutes? And he he had no recollection. Like, he just came back. And, you know, he survived the rest of the night. He didn't get too drunk, anything. Like, I, he didn't say he threw up. I can only imagine he did. did. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he didn't say anything about that. Has no recollection of that point. And it was just, it was just weird, right? So we uh, we leave the first bar, go to the second bar, and we think because we've bought tickets that that somehow means something. But instead of letting people in at appropriate times, like we got there ten ten thirty, and we thought like, all right, like we'll get there somewhat when doors open or whatever. Um, yeah, there was a huge line, and we're like, oh yeah, well we got tickets ahead of time. These crazy people are just trying to buy them at the door. And then uh, we heard someone say, like, nope, this is a line for tickets. And, yep, the crazy line was all people with tickets. And, like, it was funny because you'd think the, the purpose of tickets would be to eliminate the need to do the exchange at the door and save time and all that. No, it's just get everyone to buy tickets and commit earlier. So we end up getting in there around like half an hour of waiting in line. It was funny though because, you know, it's all part of the story. This is mean. Like I don't think this was a negative time doing it. It was just not for me. Um, we get inside. It was it was fun. Like we had a good time out. And But again, to me, there was nothing special. There was no moment that was just like, this New Year's is always the best. <laughs> like... We went, the The funniest part of the story to me was near the end of the night, um, I wore a long sleeve shirt, and so I didn't uh, have to wear a jacket, <laughs> and like a sweater thing, and uh, of course it kind of backfired, because who knew we'd be just dancing up a storm, and I, <laughs> I don't really dance that much, we're just like, let's go crazy, and we just danced all night, we're like, screw women, we just want to dance, and I mean, not Fernando, he hit on every thing that moved which was always really funny because Andrew and I are both like six foot and like you know 180 200 pounds around there Fernando's like five five and 160 <laughs> a little bit of a difference but he would hit on girls and dance with them and they'd turn around and he'd hit on girls that were taller than him and uh, he was so shocked like why are they not interested and we're like um <laughs> I'll let you ask them <laughs> so yeah, it was funny. So we danced all night in the sweaters and then we're just drenched in sweat. Like I've never actually been dancing at a bar, just working it out. And I was pretty sober by the end of the night, but just so sweaty. And then, of course, didn't have a jacket. So got to go walk outside. And it was minus 40 with the wind chill. And yeah, I froze pretty good. But I went, I just sprinted. And I was determined to just like go walk home, sprint home. We all kind of split up. And um, it was funny because. Andrew left first. Now, he was going back to the other university in town. And that's right. Our city has two universities. And he went back to the other university. So he's like, all right. Well, he said, kind of said bye to me, and then he just left. And then Fernando didn't see him with me and assumed that I was ahead of him. And he saw Andrew running, so he just sprinted after Andrew. Andrew's running, like, full speed after a taxi to get it. He runs two and a half blocks. 
And I'm standing there like at the club and I'm like, where are these guys? Can I just not find them? I didn't realize that Andrew meant bye, like goodbye. <laughs> and and uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no, I'm leaving. Matt's still at the bar. And yeah, so Fernando had to do the weird walk back to the bar <laughs> and where I was just standing there and he came back. And what's funny is that we actually then split up because we disagreed on the best way to find a cab. Yeah, that's that's the going out story. So it, it's you know it's a great story in the sense of all the things that happened. But there's nothing spectacular about it being actually New Year's. Like all those things could have happened another time, except for maybe the money that we all spent. Um, the the house party one is I know it's taken up almost full episode telling you about the prelude. Uh, the house party was pretty good uh, in. Again, it was probably the year before the going out to a club. I think we made the decision. Yeah, maybe it was the year. I don't know. We'll say it was the year before. Seems likely. Um, there's nothing really eventful that happened at this house party, except for what didn't happen. Is that you know the whole benefit of being at house parties, being with your friends, and then being like Happy New Year. Well, we were all partying. It wasn't even a crazy drinking party. Just everyone was talking and having a good time. And it was the first year that a lot of us were all at the same party and we were all back from like winter break from school and uh yeah boom uh we look at the clock and everyone's kind of, finally someone's like oh what? is it almost midnight and we look and it's twelve twenty. that's right we were all gonna go to the bar at midnight <laughs> as a crew uh, like 25 of us and yeah we just partied right through it <laughs> So what I mean by new New Year's is not going to party through it this year, hopefully. I mean, I'll be with my girlfriend, so hopefully someone will be keeping track. Um, I prefer not to be the person watching the clock, <laughs> but if I must, I will. I will take that responsibility. But uh, yeah, and this will be the first year, I've said this before, the first year that I'll actually be kissing someone on on midnight of the new year's uh i've I've said that before never done that on any other significant holiday christmas valentine's day any other romantic holiday you know memorial day um (laughs) so it'll be good going forward and just look to enjoy it and relax and not really have any hyped expectations i mean i'm sure there'll be some stories and we're going to her friend's house uh, from school uh it'll be good because she hasn't seen them in a bit and um you know I don't really have friends who have house parties anymore that aren't uh, just crazy extravagant things. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, new outlook on New Year's. And for me, it's just, yeah, trying to live and embrace every moment and hopefully not miss the moment, literally and figuratively. <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed those stories. It's more of a recap than uh, outlook for the future. But that's the way the episodes go sometimes. Um, again, I wish you all a happy new year. Um, hopefully you had a wonderful holiday. Still have a few more days off, hopefully, like myself. Um, yeah, back into full swing, as you can see. And until next year, this has been The Lighter Side of Everything, capping off 2015. Saying thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>